Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's the breakfast huddle. Elliot Danka, Bharti Jagdish, and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for The Bigger Picture. Mm, twists, turns, and drama of wow. the highest level, yeah? Uh, that That's what 2021 has been like, wouldn't you say? And you thought 2020 was bad. Exactly. <laughs> well, 2020 apparently did win, uh, but 2022 could be even better, except investors really need to recognise that old is not gold. You're going to have to have a totally different playbook. Indeed. You no, know, Every year has been so, in a way, surprising for investors, a lot to digest. And if you look at what UBS uh, O'Connor is outlining, they have put down six considerations for investors to look at. Okay. You know, we have companies in better starting points. There's going to be a higher fiscal floor. We've got supply chain issues to look at and possibly stronger investment expectations, less monetary support. And of course, the big one is China. Mm-hmm. So let's get a bigger picture from Kevin Russell. He is the CIO and global head of UBS O'Connor. Morning, Kevin. How are you doing today? Uh, very well. Thanks. To, uh, great to be here with you. Hey, Kevin, how are Christmas preparations in your side of the world? Of course, you're speaking to us from the U.S., yeah, so uh, you know, right now we, the, the the U.S. has been uh, you know focused on 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 two pretty opposing themes, trying to get it, its head around uh, the new Omicron variant, and then uh, adjusting to the reality of uh, of QE and and higher interest rates. So it's been a little bit uh, choppy going back and forth on those concerns, but I think things are starting to settle down into the end of the year. Yeah, and of course, uh, in focus, as well as the uh, stimulus plan by President Joe Biden, that's been getting quite a bit of attention. Before we get into those details, give us a bit of an overview, right? With companies heading into 2022, uh, this year, by and large, earnings have been quite um, well, beating expectations. Looking at next year, are you expecting things to get any better, especially with so many issues in the backdrop? Yeah, so I mean, uh, you correctly pointed out the earnings growth that we saw from 2020 to 2021 was 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 dazzling. You know, 50 plus percent on the S and P index. We are going to see, we think, uh, continued growth in 2022, but at a much more modest rate, something like 14 or 15 percent. And our expectation is that a lot of that earnings growth is going to be uh, fairly front-end loaded. So we're expecting uh, 2022 to get off to a pretty positive start with earnings and market performance before it slows down in the middle of the year. Yeah, so one of the issues you've outlined is supply chain-induced inflation. Uh, Give us a bit of an update. Where are we right now? Because we've heard about how um, companies have been bracing for prices to creep up. They've been talking about price hikes and business costs to go higher. How will this impact companies and in terms of their earnings? Yeah, so we're, and we're paying uh, very close attention to this. And, uh, and, and what you're seeing is you're seeing margin contraction in companies and industries that don't have pricing power. So mm-hmm. uh, companies have leverage, companies that don't have pricing power that are seeing uh, margin compressions. You know, we're, we're, we're short those. And we're focused on companies that have uh, a good margin buffer and secular growth opportunities and pricing power. Are these uh, focused more on a couple of um, sectors? Are you staying away from some of the stocks, for example, in retail uh, because of these margin pressures? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, definitely. We're, we're um, you know we're focused much more uh, on companies and industries that we think have uh, have a tailwind. 
uh, things in, uh, in e-commerce, technology are the areas where we're more focused on. Okay, where does this leave U.S. technology companies, the big tech names? Because we've seen quite a good run-up from them in the past year, and there's this narrative as well, the rotation away from growth names to the cyclical stocks. Is there something to keep in mind in 2022? I think this is going to be the biggest story of 2022. It's, it's frankly a huge story right now is we're seeing a very big disconnect between how we're seeing uh, Fed policy and inflation being priced in the Treasury market mm-hmm. and how we're seeing it being priced in, uh, in growth stocks. So we're seeing a lot more panic, a lot more anxiety in the, pros- in the pricing of growth stocks, whereas if you look at what's happening in the bond market, things are, are, are much more settled. So we actually think growth stocks are overshooting here. Probably people are getting a little bit too panicked um, around the uh, around the inflation risks, around the tightening of monetary policy, and we're trying to take advantage of some of these opportunities. All right, we're Kevin Russell. He is the CIO and global head of UBS O'Connor. Now, Kevin, we've been watching a lot of central bank actions in the past week. Of course, the FOMC signaling a couple of rate hikes next year and more to come. How will all that impact the markets, especially the growth names? Because higher rates typically are not great news for these tech companies. Yeah, so the the, uh, the the tech companies are typically much more focused on on longer duration rates, and if you look at what's been happening on longer duration rates, they've actually been pretty steady. So you know, it's not going to be a surprise to anybody that we're getting hikes, that we're ceasing, uh, you know, the tapering, and so I think a lot of that's already discounted in. And uh, and, and Frank, when you look around investor expectations mm. for. Uh, 22, I think there's near uniform uh, belief that we're going to see several hikes here in the U.S. and other central banks as well. So I, I guess what that, that means to me is that that tightening of monetary policy is already discounted in the market. And it's not going to be a surprise to investors. Yeah, talking about surprises, China has been a bag of surprises in 2021. Now, looking at where we are heading into next year, what's your take on China? Because some market watchers are saying, hey, it's a, a very attractive price right now to get back in because markets have been better. Some stocks are looking attractive. What's your take on going into China right now? Yeah, we're, we're, we're actually pretty excited about, about China uh, right now. But but of course, we're, we're relative value investors. So, you know, we don't, uh, invest just directionally in the market. We try to find you know the companies and the stocks that are cheap and attractive that are going to go up and and, and 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 short the ones that we think are are rich or likely to go down. So we're relative value investors. And what we're we're focused on in China has been the enormous dispersion of performance within the Chinese market. You know we've seen obviously some uh, some difficulty in real estate, some difficulty obviously in some of the large cap. Uh, technology companies, some of the, the pay for education. But by the same token, we've seen tremendous strength in some of the d- domestic technology supply chain, some of the green technology, uh, green technology companies, certainly the EV companies. So uh, we believe that, that, that China is going to be a really attractive relative value opportunity for investors. And, uh, and, and you know, we're, we're still very, very focused on it. Overall, China undoubtedly has some, some growth headwinds it's got to deal with. There, there needs to be some deleveraging achieved in the property sector. Uh, we look for them to come, come into the market with a suite of policies that's going to help uh, ease that transition and, uh, and, and support the downside in, in, in the economy as they manage a little bit of contraction in real estate.
All right, Kevin, just to wrap up, we talked about investors needing a new playbook in 2022. What's your advice for investors? What will you be doing differently? Yeah, so, you know, for us, it's definitely, uh, you know, when, when, when you look at the market, it doesn't seem like it's going to be a huge beta year for equity performance. When we look at long duration fixed income or credit assets, you know, we, we think it's, you know, a kind of a muted outlook. So for us, it's really going to be about picking the right companies, the right markets, the right subsectors, the right themes. So, you know, our big message to investors for the new years is it's not just, you know, a beta market. It is going to be a relative value market. Alternatives are going to be a very compelling part of portfolios on an absolute basis, but especially relative to beta performance in uh, in bonds and equities. All right, we've been chatting Kevin Russell. He's the CIO and Global Head of UBS O'Connor. Kevin, thank you so much for your time today. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.